ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Niners Sports Talk, presented by Uptown Audio. Once again, my name is Bryson Voss, and I'm joined by my co-host and good buddy. Bradley Cole, and it's nice to be back with you, Bryson. Been a couple weeks, but lots to talk about uh, on this nice Sunday, and obviously we are are back in business. Spring sports is getting busy, and still basketball going on, uh, finishing up their seasons. Yeah, you are spot on, Brad. So much to talk about. Baseball out to a fast and early start. Um, you've got softball. They began play. They went to the Bubbly Invitational in Florida. Had to play number six Florida, so that's pretty cool experience. Women's basketball is on a roll as we approach Conference USA Tournament. Also, Senior Day was yesterday, so we've got some big news for some seniors going to look back at their great careers. And the men's basketball team, uh, has lost five straight games. We're going to talk about what they need to do to get back on track as we approach the Conference USA Tournament. Yeah, well, obviously you talked about the men's basketball team uh, last week. The teams did not play at UTSA due to weather-related issues in the Texas-San uh, Antonio area. So men's basketball team traveled to UTEP. Uh, currently, that the result of the Sunday game is not yet completed, but they lost – uh, a big 70 to 47 point, uh, game on Saturday, you know, struggled early on, but I mean, it's one of those things we've seen from the team uh, all year, you know, the second half, not their best and just overall not the best play uh, during the skid and a lot of ups and downs, but uh, you know, kind of running out of time to, you know, get things back in order. Yeah. You're spot on. You know, I think, uh, this team knows that the pressure is ramping up and they know they're trying to get back on track. And sometimes that makes you do a little bit too much. Um, I think they're going to get back on track. Um, and, and I think the big thing is the play of Jameer Young. Um, he has, you know, struggled a little bit. He's still scoring at a high rate, just uh, not as efficient from the field. I think that's a big thing. If he can get back going, then get Milo Supisa back going. Um, they'll be fine down the stretch. Um, and, and I think that's the thing. They just got to calm down, play their game. I'm sure Coach Sanchez is already on that. Um, but, yeah, they're in a close one right now, 23-20 to 20 against UTEP. Hopefully they can pull it out. Uh, they, they need a win for sure. Yeah, and obviously it, it, we're getting to the, the year where it's kind of a you got you, you to get your team together. March is here. March is, you know, co- coming quick. Um, and, and it's been very weird because – you know, in this pandemic year, it's like, oh, is it really real? Is college basketball really here? You know, you miss the fans and all that. And speaking of fans, fans are back. Um, you know, this is something we've been waiting for for a while, but Governor Cooper's executive order earlier this week allowed fans to come back um, in, at, I believe, a 25 to 30% capacity. I'll get those numbers for you quick there. But, um, you know, the, the capacity limits are different, varying on the sport. Um and just to kind of run that down, the men's basketball team will not be able to have fans. I mean, I don't, they're not playing home games uh, the rest of the year. The women's team did have some fans uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, throughout this weekend. So that was something to see. Fans are finally black, back and the soccer teams, uh, baseball team, softball. Softball has a 50-person uh, capacity, while baseball has um, a 181 capacity there. And – you know, I think it's it's nice to see fans back in the arena, and obviously most of those tickets are going to family members of the athletes and visiting teams, but we'll see some students there as well, Bryson. Yeah, you know, 
college athletes need fans in the stands to cheer them on. That's something that we have seen teams struggle with, right? I think um, it, it's hard to get back in games when there's no fans, there's no um, energy that you can feed off of. So this is great to see because these athletes definitely deserve it. It's been a long time, but man, I'm excited to get to go to some events uh, and, and see what these athletic teams are doing because I do think even though the pandemic Charlotte, the athletic program has come out stronger. And, uh, I, you know, I'm definitely excited to see uh, what these teams will get later on in the season. Um, a lot of these teams are off to a good start. And one of those included is the baseball team, Brad. They're tearing it up so far. Yeah, that's something we expected finally. I mean, last year with, with Co- Coach uh, Robert Woodard, his first year was last year, didn't get to do much. But the last time we saw them, they beat a ranked NC State team. Uh, and, and then the pandemic obviously shut everything down. So you knew going into this year, there was a lot of potential there. Uh, you know, his background uh, coming from Chapel Hill, pitching coach. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, good pitching on the staff. And man, they showed it. I mean, this year, just to run through it, 5-0 and start, looking to grab their sixth uh, win to start the season, which would be a 6-0 and start against Woman Mary. That game is about to conclude. But just to run through it, on the 19th, the team finally started their season, beat Moorhead State 12-4, then on Saturday 18-3, then on Sunday 4-2. So three wins there, great pitching, a lot of hitting, and obviously the focus is on pitching, but, I mean, they have been hitting out the park all over the place. And then against William & Mary, doubleheader on the 27th, they win 7-1, 4-0. Pitching staff just allows one run, and that's something that we're going to see moving forward a lot just because there's so many pitchers that have just kind of really um, propelled this team to some victories. But not only that, there's been some great uh, stuff on the hitting side. Uh, we've seen guys like Carson Johnson, Greg uh, Kuko, a freshman or junior, uh, rather, uh, just really kind of you know, show themselves. And Austin Knight, as we talked before the show, um, ha- has done a lot. And then you guys got like Todd Elwood, who, who, who's also a slugger, who's been around, who's been in the program for a couple of years. And then on the pitching side, we have Colby Bruce, Bryce McGowan, uh, you know, guys that are just, you know, going to bring it every single day. And the freshman core, David McGee, McGabe is another one. These guys, there's going to be something to see. Christian Lowe's uh, pitcher, he's shown some stuff throughout the year. I mean, these are guys already becoming household names within the 49er baseball program. And we're only, you know, five, six games in. And moving forward in the next week, they're going to have some uh, – Finally, some stiffer competition, too, because even though they've had those games, you want to see them do the same thing uh, against teams like UNCG, who they play on March 2nd, on Tuesday, and then next week, and they have a home series against Western Carolina. So definitely something interesting to see and how they uh, take on these tougher teams. Yeah, Austin Knight, you bring his name up almost every time. He's stepping up to the plate. He's going out of the yard, um, and, and he showed that against Moorhead State. He's recorded a hit in every single game. Uh, man, you know, especially this hitting core, I think will get the Niners far in the season. Uh, Brad, what are your expectations for this team? I personally have high expectations. I want to see them get to Omaha, but I think the College World Series is definitely a, a possibility for this team if they can keep up this hot start throughout the season. Yeah, I definitely think one of the things that you'll hear uh, every coach talk about um, in times like this where you have a young team and you have a team that hasn't been able to prove themselves but has started to. Um, and I, if you watch these guys closely, they have 
Um, definitely use that fall season where maybe they weren't playing as much or whatever to, to come together as a team and, and, and figure out the small things. Uh, they've, def- they've definitely done that. Pitching, they have used a lot of different um, techniques. I mean, you, there's just all these things you see from the baseball program. Uh, the pitching's getting better. The hitting's getting better. And they're using technology. They're using all these different things to become a better program. And I think the first thing you're going to hear from coaches is winning a conference championship because they are going to get in a stretch where things are going to be really different. You know, you're going to have four-game series. Uh, I think you're going to have different uh, – you're not going to play nine innings every single game. It's like a seven nine nine seven type deal. I might be wrong on that, but they're definitely not doing, you know, full games every single game. Uh, so you're going to have uh, times where you need to get a lead early in a game and keep that lead. Um, and then you're going to, you know, face – Really good, really good teams in uh, the Conference USA, FAU, FIU. And they were not picked at all. They were, you know, almost at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the conference in Conference USA by the coaches. But just like they were last year, you know, Coach, Coach Robert Woodard, in an interview I had with them last year before the season, you know, they don't look at that. A lot of teams don't look at that because you can't. You can't think about what you were, just where you need to go. And I think this team is definitely going to be able to make a splash in Conference USA. They have shown that they can dominate teams they should dominate. And hopefully against teams like UNCG. And then they also have a March 9th uh, game against Tennessee. We're going to see them uh, really show who they are and kind of make a mark. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, You know, they're just going – they're just on a hot streak right now, you know. And, you know, they probably will cool off at a point in time. But I think what's going to be key is how do they handle that? How do they continue to get up and, you know, draw walks and, and, and get these hits, get these people opportunities? Um, that's what's going to determine if they can go far. I personally think they've got a good chance to do so. Uh, but, man, it's just exciting times right now um, for the baseball team. And, you know, the, the, the other thing, too, is is they did have a lot of rest. I mean, they uh, Coach Rod, uh, Woodard in his uh, postgame remarks yesterday kind of talked about how, you know, they had a back-to-back where they had played a double-double on Saturday – or double-header on Saturday and then on Sunday uh, played, you know, pl- playing a game, you know, in the early afternoon. But they're rested. They're ready for this. And Wilma Mary came out of – this is their first series of the year. So these teams are ready. So, yeah, it's definitely a long haul. Baseball's a long season. We're going to be talking about this team for the next few months. This is definitely the start you want. And speaking of good starts, the softball team is on one. Uh eight and four so far to start the year and they've been playing a lot of games uh their most recent uh they've beat the they're in the first they hosted the first pitch classic this past weekend and they're on a winning streak man they like the baseball team five games before their 4 p.m sunday game uh actually no not their 4 p.m sunday game sorry four game uh five game winning streak through sunday where they have beat east carolina 5-4 then western carolina 15-4-4-3-9-2 then lawnwood 4-1 and the first pitch classic for the softball team. And uh, that was after a week where they only won one game in the bubbly invitational down in Gainesville, Florida. This is a team that has also kind of uh, made their uh, per- personas kind of been coming back and winning games. They did that in the first game of the year at, against Appalachian State. one four three eight innings, um, five four eight innings against Georgia Southern. And then uh, they, they came back to be East Carolina 5-4. So this is a team that uh, is really finding its way with eight and four, uh, eight four record and five game winning streak and seven and one at home, Bryson. 
Yeah, you know, they went down to Gainesville to play in the Bubbly Invitational. Started off good, had a walk-off win against Georgia Southern. They lost three straight, to number, uh, two to number six Florida, one to Georgia Southern. When they came back to Charlotte, they were angry. They weren't happy with themselves. And they're showing it, right? I mean, five straight wins. Uh, you know, they're at a good point in the program. You know, I think uh, for them, Coach Chastain's done a great job of kind of instilling in them that, you know, we have the power to go deep. We have the team. And the way to do that is to play these big-time opponents because that's how you're going to get better. And they have done that. They've showed up and they've been showing out. Um, good to see Bailey Vinoy out to a pretty good start for the team as well. She was highly toted, top 50 uh, softball player preseason list. Um, you know, they're pretty good. And hopefully uh, both teams will get a home game and you'll see balls flying out of both stadiums at the Hayes for men's baseball. And then you've got softball across the street at uh, Sue M. Daltridge Stadium. Uh, hopefully you'll see a lot of baseballs going out of both of those stadiums uh, this season. And talking, you know, taking things back in the Halton Arena, uh, volleyball team still going their season. Obviously uh, another one of those fall seasons that uh, got moved to spring. They're six and four on the year. Uh, one on Sunday, a 3-1 game against Middle Tennessee after losing two straight to number 20, uh, who's ranked number 20 in the nation, Western Kentucky. But they've, they've shown that they, they, they can play with comp, the Conference USA teams, the top guy, uh, top dogs, uh, swept FIU, split with Marshall. Uh, right now looking to sweep uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, split with Clemson earlier this year. So six and four there. And definitely as the season goes on, which their regular season ends March 15th, we will cover them and show you everything going on with the volleyball team there. And to touch on some track and field news, obviously we weren't here last week to report it, but the conference uh, USA indoor track and field championships happened last week as the track and field men's team uh, took home conference USA number one uh, championship uh, last week. A lot of personal records broken, and then the women's team plays second. So a lot of success there after cross-country, the cross-country trim. A lot of the cross-country runners uh, perform in some way, shape, or form on the track team indoor season. The conf Back in um, the fall, the men's cross-country team won Conference USA Championship uh, as the women's team plays second. So a lot of success there. Conference USA Championships are always a good thing. That's what you want at the athletic department. And hopefully we see more of those and, you know, keeping it moving. Uh, Bryson, you know, we, we, we failed to mention earlier in the show, the women's basketball team, they're uh, kind of nearing the end of their season. And obviously they played very well throughout the year. Their record is not the best indication of who they are as a team and definitely will be a threat in the conference USA uh, tournament here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think they are going to be able to make a run. Um, you know, Mariah Lenny had a very, very big accomplishment. She reached 1,000 points as a Charlotte 49er. Um, Octavia Jett has been everywhere against Old Dominion, 34 in game one, then followed that up with 42. She's on a tear. This team is going to be uh, really good. And I do think that they're um, going to make a run. Like you said, their record is, you know, not as good as I think the team is. You know, that's what happens when you – play four ACC teams back-to-back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to, back to start the season, right? Um, but they're doing good. Cara Consuerga knows what she's doing, right? She is a very capable coach and a great one. 
And I think that you see these players performing at a high level and getting through this adversity. That just shows how great of a coach she really is. And uh, Charlotte's pretty lucky um, to have her, especially as a head coach. And I think she's going to instill in this team that, hey, hard work, determination. We're going to go far. We're going to try to make it to this women's tournament. And, hey, maybe be, make a run there as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, what they have on the conference tournament. What about you, Brad? I mean, they're definitely tearing it up lately. Yep, it's it's one of those things this past week. They went one and one against uh, UTEP. And you're going to – we've seen it all year. The series the series format is definitely something new. So we, you didn't know what to really expect. But each time they, they've really – either split they're not getting blown out in each game and that's that's what you want uh you don't want to get blown out in both of these games you want to find a way to play better in the next game and find a way to win one of those um but the the most important thing is making yourself uh prepared and ready to play in the conference tournament because you might see this game again or one of these teams again and obviously some news from earlier this week we had the uh the field for the Conference USA tournament go from 12 to 14. So all the teams will get a chance to play in the tournament. So you don't really know what to expect because you're going to have a lot of teams fighting and just a lot of uh, different teams ready to play. And I'm going to, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we still got a couple of weeks um, before we see that happen, but I'm ready to see conference basketball tournament uh, atmosphere back in the swing of things and hopefully some fans too maybe some March Madness going on and uh, maybe a Charlotte team, whether that's the women's or men's team might find a way to get an automatic Burke to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing to have 14 teams in the tournament. That's something that the CUSA does, right? They do 12 out of the 14. Um, but man, I want to see all the teams play, you know, I think that's the best part about March is seeing uh, teams that, you know, have struggled through the season get that spark, get that run to get to the tournament. And I'm really hoping that it is Charlotte. That is the one coming out of the CUSA that will get both automatic bids. It's going to be exciting no matter what. Um, Yeah, like you said, it's good to have tournament basketball back. It is, like I say many times, the best time of the year, March Madness. And I can't wait for it. I know next week we'll try to – get a preview of all the games going on for conference USA tournament for both the men's and the women's team. And uh, Bryson, another week in the books and still a lot to talk about next week. Uh, Baseball, you know, spring sports, pretty much. You don't have to name all the sports, the spring sports is going on, going on everywhere. A lot to, you know, stay tuned and kick it with us the rest of the semester as we recap Charlotte 49er athletics weekend and week out as our other two hosts will hopefully next week with Cameron Williams and Miles Rudder, and I'm excited, uh, Bryson, to keep this thing going. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot of fun uh, to get to do this every week. And, man, a lot of sports going on, like you said. You know, it's it's just good to have athletics back. We went through that long pause where there was nothing going on in the sports world. I'm just so thankful for sports uh, to be back as well. Brad, before you go, what are your predictions for a CUSA tournament? You think Charlotte can go all the way? You know, for the men's team, I don't think we're going to see uh, a, a tournament magical run. I think they can maybe win the first game, depending on who they play. Obviously, we don't know yet. Um, still got some, you know, playing to do. Um, you know, it, this team has the potential with scores like Jameer Young and Jordan Shepard, but definitely not going to, you know, make a magical run. I think the women's team has a better chance to kind of make it to the end 
and really show us uh, what they're made of with all those scores. Um, obviously, Octavia Jet Wilson has been the go-to player. Mariah Lenny has found her way back on the lineup after some injuries, and uh, she will be another catalyst for that team. So I definitely think that that's a uh, you know we're going to see these the women's team maybe make a run and make a splash because they have really shown they can play with every single team in the conference thus far. Yeah, you know I'm going to be optimistic. I think both teams get a run. Uh, and, and, and they make the tournament. I know that's a little uh, hefty goal, but, hey, I'm an optimistic person, and uh, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see Charlotte explode people's brackets, bracketology thrown out the window. <laughs> Bryson, before we leave, I got to know. This is the biggest, uh, the, the, the biggest conversation probably in men's basketball for people who do follow uh, the men's basketball team. Is it uh, my, Milo Supisa or Supizza? Because I don't know. Cause I used cause, to think it was Supica. Supica? Then, well, I, apparently it's now it's like shoe pizza. I don't know if it's, you know, shoe pizza, but I mean, I that's a very weird combination, shoe and, and then pizza. Yeah, you know, I was watching uh, the FAU game, and the announcers were calling him Sue Pizza. And I went, you're saying it wrong. It's Supica. Apparently it's not. Apparently it's been Sue Pizza the whole time. We just uh, don't know how to pronounce things, apparently. I, I mean, well, that's what we try to do, but I mean, it's it you pizza, but uh, who, who cares? Uh, I just call him the big man, big man down low. Yeah. The big man dominating. All right, Bryson. Well, we're done here. Uh, come back next week on uh, another edition of Niner sports, uh, sports talk podcast presented by Uptown audio. Bryson, it was a good one, man. We'll see you then. Yeah. It's been fun. See y'all next time.